All right, let's go. Let's talk about this book. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's Let's get to this. All right. Let's talk about this book. Can magic remove pants and shirts? Yes. Do we all need familiars who neg us? Yes. Is small town big magic basically a witchy version of Gilmore Girls? We'll discuss. That's because it's the return of the Tishi Book Club. Finally, we're discussing small town big magic by Hazel Beck. Today, the coven will convene and even allow Bobby to join in on the fun. And because I guess, like, according to the book, men are allowed in the coven, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> in the I Have a Crush on a Brooding Farmer Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. Joining me today in the I've Got to Run Confluence Bookstore Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Jesus, I hate how accurate that is. (laughs) Um, I want to be in I Have a Crush on a Hot Farmer Studio. Well, I think they're all appropriate. In the youngest ever Chamber of Commerce President Studios in West Roxbury, Massachusetts, it's Bobby Babe. (laughs) Yeah, I had that coming, didn't I? Yep. And finally, in the I've Got All the Familiars Studios, it's Meredith Baron-Harn. Hi, Meredith. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so perfect. I, I have two black cats. <laughs> um, as usual, we'll get into some small talk, medium talk, Tisha recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, okay, I'm going to take some some quick small talk. Actually, I'm going to try to make this as short of a story as possible, but last week after we recorded, I... Trotted on up 35, my least favorite drive in all of America, um, to Dallas because one of my really good friends from, um, I, I did promise her I'd keep this anonymous, but whatever, kind of, it's my, one of my friends, <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> whatever, no, I will keep it whatever. Anonymous, but one of my friends that I went to, I was really good friends with in high school and we also went to college together and I went to a really small school. So it was like, we were all just anyway I had a lot of friends that were up there so it was like it was her stepdad had passed away and I obviously wanted to be there for her and also it was like oh this is kind of fun too because it's like I get to see all these friends that I don't get to see that often um so I drove up there my mom and I went to this funeral and well, I, by funeral it was it was more of a memorial it was at a restaurant it wasn't like at a church or anything it was he had passed away earlier in January so it was like and he had donated his body to science so it wasn't like you know, there was no church service. He wasn't very religious. So it was kind of just like people at a restaurant toasting him and standing up and talking about him. So we all go, we're sitting down. There's like a loose program. Some people are going to get up and talk and then anybody can talk about funny memories of him. And the thing about this guy is like, he was sort of, (laughs) he was kind of like an asshole. And I mean that kindly, like he was just sort of like a curmudgeon. Everybody just knew him as like this kind of curmudgeonly guy but in a kind of funny way so everybody's talking telling funny stories about him um and then my friend's mom this guy's second wife um got up and talked but they had been married for like 35 years they'd been married for a really long time and the whole time I knew her this was her stepdad um so 
her mom gets up and talks. I'm almost always like about to say her name. Anyway, her mom gets up and talks and is telling a funny story about meeting his family for the first time and how he was from Kansas City and half of his family was Polish and the other half and like it was a really big I guess Kansas City has a really big Polish population. So talking about like all their traditions there. And then she was saying the other half was Native American. And then which whatever, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's not. I mean, whatever. It just is what it is. That's what she said. This woman on the other side of the restaurant pipes up and says, no, that other side was English. And everybody was like, whoa, this is I mean, that's kind of inappropriate. The wife is talking right now. Like that was kind of weird. And we all sort of look at each other like, well, and then the mom, my friend's mom just kind of was like, oh, well, whatever. And just kind of went on and said, okay, you know, we, we loved him. Thank you all for being here. Anybody who wants to talk can talk. So people are standing up and telling stories. It's about to conclude. The woman who interrupted is like, I'm going to speak. And she stands up and she goes, like, everybody was just standing up at their table. She stands up and goes in front of the whole audience. Fine, fine, fine. I'm like, who is this woman? I've never seen her before. She starts going on and on about how she and the man who died had gone on all these dates. They dated forever and ever. And then he told her one day to go pick out a ring. She picked out a ring and he picked out a bigger ring and they were married for 20 years. And it was the the best marriage that it, they produced these two lovely daughters. And it was such an amazing marriage and she's going to miss him so much. And she loved him so much. And we were all just like, what the fuck? Like I knew he was married oh before. It was just so awkward that she's going, I mean, she spoke for like 10 minutes about how amazing their marriage was. I'm like, but wait, <laughs> Didn't you get divorced? Like <laughs> something wasn't so amazing about this marriage. So I I looked over. My best friend Missy was there, Missy of the show. And I looked over at her. We kind of made eye contact. And I like couldn't look at her for that long because I was going to start laughing. So then after that was all over, I think some other people were maybe going to stand up. But we were all just like, okay, I think it's going to have to end right there because that was really weird. So I, I went over to my friend and I was like, what the fuck was that? And she was like, that fucking bitch. I cannot believe, I cannot believe she did that. Like, I cannot believe it. And then I talked to the mom and she was like, I cannot believe she had the audacity to have like the last word on this. Anyway, it was completely entertaining. I mean, I felt bad that they had to go through that, but it like, it made this funeral slash memorial, like one of the best ones that I had ever gone to. Um, (laughs) And I'm trying to think what else there was there. Anyway, it was just, it was just like one of those kind of crazy moments. Oh, I know this is something I learned and maybe I'm like, I just wasn't aware of this. Maybe I'm like not enough people in my life have died that I've had to go through this. But I asked my friend, I said, are y'all, is, is he getting um, cremated? What are are y'all doing? And she said, no, actually he, um, this is, this is kind of why we're throwing this like big shindig because he donated his body to UT Southwestern and everything's free. So we didn't have to pay for anything and they cremate him and send you like the remains afterwards. And so we're like using the money for this. And I was like, I'm totally going to do that. That rules. Sign me up. I know. I was like, Mm. wait, what? Anyway. So the more, you know, I guess. Um, So yeah. uh, Invite me to your funerals if they're going to be entertaining. That's all I want. (laughs) I want some gossip. I want some scandal. I want some intra-family, you know, tension. That's what I want. When you All came I want, what I want to know is, how is the food? Uh, the yeah. food was pretty good. Um, it was like buffet style. So I, it was a little bit like people were, like I would turn my back and then I would turn 
back like I would turn my back to the food and then I would look back and it was like gone so they kept having to replace it really quickly but it was good they had some like it was really um appetizer-y it wasn't like you know it was just sort of which I don't mind. That's fine because everybody's talking and stuff. I had a really good dirty martini because it was like a steakhousey kind of place. Um, but it was good. I mean, you know, the service was nice. And I guess they were regulars there. So, you know, whatever. Meredith's mm. been to this restaurant before. Um, I sure have. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. It was. It yeah, was, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. I drank too much because then afterwards there we went to. There are better steakhouses in Dallas. Oh, yeah, for sure. There are so many steakhouses in Dallas. Are you kidding me? It's like yeah. all these like dumb men who are like, where should yeah. we go? Their their creativity <laughs> is, is steakhouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't need creativity. No. Where's the closest steakhouse? Meat. Yeah, exactly. Tell me more about this steak. no i was just wondering when you donate your body to science do you get to dictate what kind of science so like do you know you're going to anatomy lab or are you going to be a crash test dummy hmm i don't know i don't know how specific you can get i need to ask some more questions about that yeah exactly i mean i I don't care what happens to my body after i die so Mm -mm. whatever but i think you can donate it to specific places like um my grandfather was in the army and he well it was before there was an air force and he was a surgeon and he was an army surgeon um for i guess would have would have been the air force and uh he died very young he died in a plane crash (laughs) um and when my grandmother died she donated her body to harvard he went to harvard and she was like i want to donate my body to harvard so i can actually uh get into harvard so she like specifically <laughs> donated her body to that institution that's funny, that's funny. yeah <laughs> i guess that's one way to do it yeah i um my mom told me that my my dad's grandmother who was i mean i spent a, i knew my great-grandmother more than i knew my grandmother my grandmother died pretty young but my grand great-grandmother lived until she was shoot I should remember this, but like a hundred and something. So I think they donated her body to science just to kind of study. Why did she live How did so she get long? so old? Yeah, why is she yeah. so old? Um, she couldn't hear for shit, but man, she trucked along for a really long time. And she's the one that stirred the gravy. That's who I inherited it from. Grangry stirred the gravy. <laughs> it's an early show title contender. Uh. <laughs> um, all right. Well, moving on from funerals and um, body donation. Let's talk about legs, Meredith. Oh, my gosh. I have a small um, Gregory leg day update. Um, today was his first physical therapy appointment. So we are... Wait, 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 wait. Hmm. Remember how you used to give pup dates on Eddie? Yeah. Can we give a, a grup date? Yeah, I don't I don't know how to... <laughs> Gregory? How do we... Yeah. Gams date. Grup date. Leg, I'm not saying it's good. Leg day was the best I came up with. Uh, how them getaway sticks doing? How? Yeah. Well, there's just one. One of them's fine. One of them's not fine. One of them's real busted up. Uh, so taking submissions for the title of this segment, but uh, <laughs> he had his first physical therapy appointment today. Um, highly anticipated. That's great. He's yeah. been very much looking forward to this because he is getting sick of being. Uh, immobile and it's funny because the surgeon was like you know last time we saw her she's like you need to rest and and just try to straighten out your leg and you know 
no uh no big deal but like not a lot of weight on that leg and the physical therapist was like we are putting weight on this we are stretching this we are doing like he got <laughs> he got a book of exercises that he has to do every day <laughs> they're going to oh take gosh. him like an hour every day <laughs> um so we went to the Henry Ford Hospital location that's nearest to us which is 6 minutes away which is awesome yeah um but it's like in the basement of the hospital so we have to like <laughs> I'm like damn this is far for physical therapy people to have to walk you yeah. have to like go down an elevator and down a hall and blah 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 but anyway um that's part of the it's part of the deal. therapy yeah so he's able you know he's he's I still don't understand how it's okay to put weight on this broken ass leg because it's still very very shattered but <sighs> apparently they want him to do it so I'm letting him do it uh and he's got so he's got all these exercises and he's going twice a week for the next I don't know six weeks and then we'll reevaluate um but it was a very successful visit he has a great physical therapist um and he's not in like a lot of pain and Good. he's getting to where he can crutch everywhere and he doesn't have to use the super uncool walker so <laughs> we took <laughs> we just took the crutches out today um and he was great so Good. he's able to kind of put a little bit of weight on that foot um and so we're making some progress so that's the leg leg day update good you know what you made me think of when you're talking about using the super uncool walker i don't know if if fashion dictated this when you guys were in junior high school but when you wore your backpack oh you won strapped well, of course it. oh yeah there were you you could not be caught dead no, no. to strapping your backpack what a nerd <laughs> i remember so i understand <laughs> That, needing to use the cool crutches yeah. instead of the walker. I remember going to the nurse, you know, when they would do those periodic scoliosis checks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you mean free back massage, too? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then she kind of, like, looked at my shoulder. She was like, your shoulders are a little bit, like, you're drooping one a little bit. You need. To, you should put your backpack straps both of them on and i was like okay like that's never gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. happen <laughs> i want to have friends so no there was like weirdly my junior or senior year in high school people like kind of started doing it ironically and then it was sort of adopted but then it was too late like it was like whatever i'm just putting it on one strap like i'm not yeah no now i'm a fully can... two strapper he of can course. oh me too he can carry it's stuff around he has a backpack that kind of is like a one strap but it goes it's a crossbody um messenger sure. bag so he can kind of put it across his chest and then carry stuff on his back but i kind of i was starting to think we should put like a little basket on his walker you know like an old lady and, and a bicycle mm -hmm. maybe um but he was resistant to that so i mean Stop way to make a walker even less cool, cool. Come on. I know. Set some trends for the over 40s. Yeah. But we're doing good. Um, he's improving. He's healing. He's getting there. So Yay. that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. ballroom dancing lessons start when? Uh, March. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good. All right. Bobby. No other small talk for the good of the order? Okay. Yeah. No. To the mailbag. Uh, nice show last week, by the way. Sorry I wasn't here, but uh, it was a busy Loser. week. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last week's question of the week, we asked you for your lead linings, your lead linings flag book. One of the things that you love that have a negative side effect, like eating Sour Patch Kids and turning your tongue into painful sandpaper. Uh, I, I love how much that stupid pun amuses you, Bobby. <laughs> I'm not even sure calling it a pun might even be generous. <laughs> I know I debated using that word, but I couldn't come up with anything better. Just a just a mashed bit of language that we've turn of phrase. Yeah. Yep. So just a few uh, Facebook answers for lead linings. Amanda says, "My dog cassette, not cassette, like what I listened to in the nineties. Not not like my cosette. deep blue something breakfast at Tiffany's right. to single <laughs> cassette." <laughs> Like Les Mis. Yes. yes. I love her, but she is a tiny thief. Constantly steals socks, balls of yarn, anything made of paper. <laughs> she chewed up a $100 bill that fell out of my mom's purse. Oh, no. Oh. And I had to send it in a Ziploc bag to the feds to get it replaced. It took like <laughs> nine months. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good thing she's cute. Yikes. Well... Now, the question I have, what was your mom doing with wads of $100 yeah. bills in your purse? This is her fault. Yeah. Put them in your wallet. Peeled it off the if roll. If you and... take anything bigger than a 20, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, you should be like the gas station down at the end of the street here. No 50s, no 100s. Yep. yep. Jeremy writes, being unemployed, not working Aww. is great. The lead lining is that you start to run out of money for things like food housing etc um true jeremy i think i mean i love you jeremy i do think you kind of missed the spirit of the question a little bit (laughs) bit. but he did offer to drive some girl scout cookies to uh uh, to alaska today so anyway why if any because he wants to drive because he wants to drive yeah yeah but who in alaska needs girl scout doesn't matter everybody uh, l- Who in Alaska that we know needs Girl Scout cookies? I <laughs> don't know yet. If you're listening and you're in Alaska call. and you need some Girl Scout cookies and you're willing to pay for, um, what was it, gas and beef jerky and something yeah. else or beef sticks. Oh. Mm-hmm. He oh. doesn't even need a hotel. Oh, and energy drinks. Yeah, it was gas, energy drinks, yeah. and beef sticks, which is no, gas, gas, sleep and in the gas. Back seat. Yep. Yeah. In February in Alaska, <laughs> he'll sleep in the back seat. <laughs> he said he would. Okay. Uh, we have another dog. Lane says, my dog, Chapino. He's the best boy, and I wouldn't trade him for anything. But he has been so expensive, and our pet insurance has refused to pay for anything. He was transferred from a shelter down south, so we had to treat him for heartworm. Then he had to visit the emergency vet a couple of times because the treatment was pretty rough on him. Not too long after that, he needed his first, uh, is it TPLO surgery? I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I've never... For his ACL. And now two years later, because he's got to get back to the big leagues. So they got to wrangle the ligament out of <laughs> yep. his leg. And yeah. He'll be having his Put second one. his other leg. <laughs> In a little over a week after his ACL surgery, we'll have spent over $20,000 on vet bills alone for this Oof. guy. And we haven't even had him for four years. Oh We're very gosh. fortunate to have had the time and resources to take care of everything. That surgery is basically what Gregory had done. It's tibial plateau leveling osteotomy. Oh. So <laughs> Gregory had a tibial plateau fracture. Um, so it's a little bit different. They kind of cut out like a, a smiley face in the tibia, but it's kind of same anatomical area. Did your pet insurance cover it though? <laughs> Poor puppy. 
Uh, no, pet insurance doesn't. Yeah. Cigna, Cigna barely covered it. So. Yeah. <laughs> you can't convince them that Gregory is one of your pets. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, and and not our Anne. Well, she's also our Anne. But the Anne who's not on the show, right? It's being vegan, Mamie. Strongly prefer it. But where I live, it means I cook every single yeah. day. Yeah. 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 It sure does. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yep. You committed uh, to the bit. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah. Uh, this is like when I worked at Boy Scout camp and we had a couple of guys who insisted they were vegetarians. And so they just ate cheese pizza every day all summer, basically. Yeah. I mean, t- I'm okay. so te- yeah. technically I'm accurate, yeah. but, you know. Uh, Ken writes, uh, gambling made money <laughs> on betting on sports and politics, lost money with poker. Also, go San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and then he proceeded to just post a bunch of his parlays that paid off over the last few years or last year or so. I'm so. struggling to see. So the what what is the lead lining? I mean, what is the good situation? Is the gambling good or is the winning good? I think that's all good. And the and losing's the, bad? The losing is bad. He enjoys the gambling. I can't see that the losing would be a small percent. I mean, I'm not impugning your betting skills, Ken, but just, you know, how math works and probability works. I'm guessing you're not winning more than you're losing. I don't know. I want to see the books. Yeah, I mean, you posted the wins, but uh, Ken, I guess you're going to have to show us your... Balance sheet. So I'm going to need yeah your comprehensive betting sheets. What's the ins and outs? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Sam shares um, perhaps a universal truth. Love my cats. Hate cleaning the litter box. <laughs> oh, the giant yeah. reason I don't have one. Yeah, uh, it's the almond roca that just really. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Okay. I hear that the litter robot is a godsend. Um from people who have just one or two cats um yeah <laughs> just how many robots would it take so i would probably need three you would have and an army spending of four thousand dollars i have makeup an to buy i can't for her army of cats yeah <laughs> yeah true. oh boy Robot Army versus Cat Army is actually going to be our next book our next book club book <laughs> Uh, oh, I just noticed that nobody took medium talk. <laughs> well, we're going to freeform this, I guess. All sure. right, I'll in- I'll take it. I'll introduce it. <clears throat> Everybody, uh, bang, 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 gavel. <laughs> I hereby call into session <laughs> the, this meeting of the Tishi Book Club. Uh, in in this meeting, we are discussing Small Town Big Magic by Hazel Beck. I'm so proud of myself because we were talking about this and I was like, Hazel Beck is not a real person. I know yeah. it. I know that is not a real name of a real person. We looked it up. It's two people <laughs> writing together. Yeah. Yep. And you can kind of tell. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway... Small Town Big Magic by, quote, Hazel Beck, unquote. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think it's a, a subtitle so much as just a title flourish. It was called A Witchy Romantic Comedy, suggested by listener Carolyn. Thank you very much, Carolyn. 
Uh, as everybody knows, our one rule for Tishi Book Club is we will not emerge from it better people. <laughs> Never. And this satisfies the criteria. <laughs> oh, <it does>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sure does. So just to bring people up to speed, I will read the blurb, which I assume is what's from Google Books, but I assume this is the standard one that goes anyway. Anyway, Emerson Wilde has built the life of her dreams, youngest chamber of commerce president in St. Cyprian history, successful indie bookstore owner, and lucky enough to have her best friends as found family. Done. But when Emerson is attacked by creatures that shouldn't be real and kills them with what can only be called magic, Emerson finds that the past decade of her life has been dot, 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 a lie. St. Cyprian isn't your average Midwestern river town. It's a haven for witches. When Emerson failed a power test years ago, she was stripped of her magical memories. Turns out Emerson's friends are all witches. And so is she. Dun dun dun! <laughs> Romantic comedy ensues. Color me stunned. <laughs> um. Okay. So this was an easy read. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. agree. It, it was funny because we have been planning to do this book for so long since we picked it before Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. yeah. But then. Gregory and Meredith got in the car accident, and then Gregory broke his leg, and then it was the holidays, and then I broke my back, <laughs> and then Bobby and Hillary had diametrically opposed schedules last week, so yeah. we couldn't do it yeah. last week, and now we're here, finally, and Meredith, you hadn't really had a chance to read it, you know, what with all the car accident and the leg breaking yeah. and stuff, and you were sort of like, ah. I think I can get it read in time. And we were like, you, you can. can get it read. <laughs> yeah. you, you can get this read you in time. You were correct. <laughs> it was actually it's... sort of long-ish for this kind of book, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's not usually a lot. Of, like, if you look at the Audible, um, usually they're like eight hours or six hours or whatever. It's like ten Ten hours. I mean, again, yeah. not long at all. But you... But I was like, oh, okay, well, all right, I'm going to commit to this. I listened to it on Audible at 1.2, which I feel like doesn't take away a lot and saves me some time. So very, yeah, very easy to listen. I kind of thought it was short for what she was trying to get at. I was like, okay, there's going to be this cataclysmic event where you've got 50 pages to wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, I mean... She needed to add some more time to it. She didn't wrap it up. No. I'm not sure that no, I've that's ever true. had we... a book experience version of, waiter, this soup is too cold, or the there's soup is terrible, and the portions are too small until I got right. to this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hold up. Yeah, I felt wait like she kind of she kind of glossed over a few things that I was like, whoa, no, nah, wait a minute. <laughs> How are we going to get to that point? Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, let's start. Um, we have some questions that we came up with according to our own thoughts, except for Bobby, who's here to be the, I don't know. What are you, what are you doing here, Bobby? Well, I'm here to You're run, being... I'm here to run Luke Steiner. <laughs> no, I, it's true. I just, yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I didn't write anything because I don't remember a lot about the book. <laughs> right. It was, too long yep. ago. It'll come it was back. a long time ago. It'll come it back. really, it. It it passes. It's a pleasant stream through your mind, but it doesn't exactly necessarily take root there. Yeah. And and we should say Hillary brought up 
at the beginning in the intro that uh, when we talk about witches, this is uh, gender inclusive on this. Yes. Like, yes. A witch is a race, sort of. Like there's definitely people and then there's witches. Yeah. And they don't, and they call themselves witch kind. Yes. Rather than like humankind. Yeah, it's not like there's witches and warlocks. There's no gender binary here. Everybody is just a witch. Just a witch. Yeah. So, Bobby, you are as witchy as the rest of us. And we are, in fact, a few people short of a coven. I know. Um, That's true. By the parents of this book. Yep, we do. Um, So, let's start by talking about our heroine because I have some thoughts. (laughs) And the thoughts are Do you like Emerson? Not. Really? No. She's pretty She's upset. pretty unlikable. Yeah. And the really sad thing about this is I see so much of myself in her. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't well, see and her in you. Somebody who always has a plan. Somebody who gets upset if we deviate from the plan. <laughs> someone who really kind of wants things to go her own way. And Only you're in the, the like the big factor though is that you have the self awareness that she's completely lacking. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> the thing that bothers me about Emerson, so Emerson is the Chamber of Commerce president of this little town called Saint Cyprian in Missouri. Yes. Which is yeah, where all it seems the... like hmm. I was gonna say it seems kind of like a Maybe even past the exurbs of St. Louis? Yeah. But in that general area. Yeah. General area. And in this, in the lore of the book, is where all the witches moved to after Salem. Because obviously it was getting too hot in Salem. So they had to go <laughs> literally somewhere else. Da-da. So they decided to go to this little town in Missouri. Okay, sure. Um <laughs> And so the most beautiful place in the world, apparently, because she's she's like, oh, this town. Oh, Oh, she loves it so much. I am St. Cyprian and St. Cyprian is me. Yeah. She has these kind of like um, affirmations that she says to herself all the time that are kind of irritating. The thing that really irks me about Emerson is her, I don't know, uh, sixth grade understanding of feminism. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So I consider myself to be feminist, obviously, <laughs> but there were points in this book where I was like, "Come on, oh, give it a yes. rest." And I hate, I hate to even criticize this because it comes off, I don't know, kind of shitty. But like, she doesn't have a very nuanced understanding of feminism. Everything it kind of comes off as. And I I don't label anything this, but like kind of anti men in a lot in in some instances, and it just like it takes a lot for me to say that. But like anything that a man did any time in this book, she was like, "Up oh, patriarchy." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I felt judged patriarchy. for reading the book. Yeah, you shouldn't have read this book, Bobby. You are not allowed. <laughs> so that was the thing that I really. So she has this real girl boss energy that yep. is. So uninterrogated and so uninterested and so unnuanced that it was just really hard to get through. I like early on in the book, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get your stance, fine, cool, but it just never stopped. Yeah, that was my gripe. Nope, she never missed a chance to slide something in there, and I thought it was a, it was really a case of a 
tell, not show. Yeah. You always want to show, not tell. Yep. And she was just telling, telling us and, and telling, telling us and telling, telling. us. Yeah. I was like, okay, I got it by page 20. Uh, just scrolling through um, Hazel Beck author's Instagram. Uh, just to put a point on this, there's a picture of a shirt that says, All of Us Feminist Witches. And the Hazelbeck author account posts shirts Emerson Wilde would 100% wear, and maybe you should too. Oh, God. Mm, no, thank you. <laughs> I, you know, um, I, and when you said, like, you can kind of, or we all sort of said, like, you can kind of tell that two people wrote this, it is like there was one person that wrote the kind of magical scenes, you know, the witchy scenes, and then there's one person that wrote the like comedy parts of it because it would be like and then he boned me real good eh, eh, you know and you're like wait what like it just the the tone shifted and I don't need something to be serious serious all the time but the tone shifted kind of wildly sometimes yeah, it did. so I want to ask this is characterized as a rom-com where was the com what was the funny part well I would counter with where was the rom um yeah. oh I got the rom I didn't I mean, I just super hot, grumpy farmer. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So Emerson for the uninitiated is. Ugh. Okay. So the backstory <laughs> is that she fails this witch test when the she's eighteen, tatum. and she, <laughs> which is disgusting. Such a terrible name. Oh my god. Um, she fails this witch test. Her memory of being a witch is wiped, and so all her friends are witches. And they have to pretend that they're not around her for 10 years. And we're supposed Mm -hmm. to believe that she never, like, saw them disappear anywhere. And they all just, like, pretended to just be normal people the whole entire time. And then she eventually gets her memories back. But she's been in love with this guy, Jacob, the whole time, like, since high school. And he's this, like, stoic big farmer dude. And finally, they get together and they have sex like outside in the rain. Once <laughs> he does his but, best like, work hey, outside. They did it in the Notebook. <laughs> they but the but the the end of the scene is like I could tell you more, but I'm not going to because I don't want to glorify oh. sexuality. And yeah, like, she's very oblique. Okay. In, yeah, all the sex stuff. So yes. you're saying you could tell us more, but you're not going to, which makes me think that you can't tell us more. <laughs> like I, that was my conclusion. Is like, no, you cannot. <laughs> I mean, she she goes. It's like we got together and it was glorious. Is about the level of detail. Right that she goes into so yeah i yeah this is the rom is from fifty thousand feet i can't find the calm no. at all no there. there's definitely no calm there's no calm it's certainly i would say the tone when it's not shifting wildly the tone is quite upbeat although i don't know if that's the um emerson character who is relentlessly upbeat informing it but i, I it's I don't know. It's for like a plot that involves the potential end of the world? Question mark? <laughs> or at least I can't figure out exactly the destruction of Saint destruction Cyprian? of this yeah, little town then, in Missouri. They oh, no. did mention like potential world-ending flood or whatever. I'm like, wait, exactly. What? It- I thought it was it was really a pretty chipper book. That like the Missouri River that. is going to flood the whole entire world somehow. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I I don't know. The confluence of the rivers is bringing forth the dark magic, and it's going to 
take over the whole world if they don't beat it back there. Yeah. Like we said, she glossed over a fair amount. Yes. <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. in there. Well, because there would be times where they're... Okay, so this is my feelings about it, is that in the very beginning, I was like confused because I was like, wait, what's going on? I don't know if I just like didn't read the synopsis well enough that I was like, I don't understand what's happening right now. So it took me a while to like really get into it. And then I would say, you know, once they boned down and stuff, I was like, okay, like I'm kind of getting into it now. And like, I, I guess I see the stakes a little bit clearer, but then towards the end, there'd be like these random characters that would that she would talk about and I was like did she mention these before like her aunt and uncle being really important I'm like where did they come from like I don't remember maybe I wasn't paying attention but I was like I don't remember them and her parents I I get her parents but they like were sort of ancillary her grandmother was a really big deal but it seemed really murky to me the details of it and like you said like is this the destruction of St. Cyprian or Missouri or the Midwest or the world like I don't I don't really get it and the visuals of her describing like where she I'm getting to the end, but where she described like when she's fighting this big battle, I don't know why I like couldn't conjure it up in my brain. Like it seemed just sort of muddied a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which could have had to do with the fact that it was underwater. (laughs) (laughs) They were in the river maybe or something. I'm not entirely certain <laughs> how this magical battle was fought, but yes, there was a lot of um, internal monologuing by Emerson about what she wanted to do and how she was just now coming to the re- realization that she really couldn't do this on her own. And the only way she was going to succeed was with the support of her friends slash family um, but that didn't leave a lot of time for actually kind of describing the event yeah. in any way. Yeah. Especially because she didn't realize it. those very important things until the very end. <laughs> what? She was fighting them for a long time. She sure was. I think we should she's clarify, if you haven't read this book, that um, she's got to do this fight to keep the rivers from flooding and flooding St. Cyprian. And she also gets so like... When she fails that test when she's 18, her memories of being a witch get wiped. It's like um, men in she, black. Yeah. She gets the... <laughs> yeah, you can either choose to be exiled and leave forever and never use magic again, or you can have your magical memories wiped right. away. Her, her younger, or older, I don't remember, sister <laughs> chooses younger. to be exiled, um, but Emerson chooses to stay and have her memory wiped. But she, like... Very, very easily, once she realizes she's actually a witch, uh, fights that back and gets all her memories back well, really she's quickly not just and a easily. Witch. She's like the witch. She's, she's like she's, she's the confluence the warrior. Witches. She's a confluence warrior. Um, yeah, and so she remembers uh, everything eventually, and is able to like do spells. And part of what irritated me about this is that she. Clearly, you get the sense early on that she's like a know-it-all and she's like, I am great at everything and I solve every problem and blah, blah, blah. She's very confident. And if people would just get out of my way and let me do things the way they should be done, I could have this all taken care of. Right. But but at some point, she's like a essentially a baby witch. And she's like, I know better than everybody and better than all my friends who have been witches for they're all like 28. 
my friends who have been witches for 28 years and she like goes off and just does shit without them and is like I can do it better than them and then she gets herself in trouble every time yeah like she is cocky beyond belief and it kind of strains credulity that she is (laughs) like my first question is why is she not dead she should be dead (laughs) like she did so many dumb things without like I don't know knowing what she was doing um, she has with a lot magic. of faith in herself. Yes. She has too much, maybe, faith in herself. <laughs> um, I feel like this is a dance, like, everyone is watching kind of situation. Like, ch- take a chill pill <laughs> for, like, day one, you know? Like, day one that she's a witch, she's doing stupid shit that she shouldn't be doing. Yeah, um, walk before you run, run before you right. fly. Right, and she doesn't literally. do that at all. She just, like, takes off and crashes all over the place, yeah. which is sort of irritating. Yep. Like, how did she survive that? I don't understand when clearly there are um malevolent forces um arrayed against her both magical and human natural in in order like there are definitely like some evil people slash things out there but then there are just like the petty people who are are also witches granted but like just like being in power and don't want her to s- succeed and have some sort of hitherto uh, unexplained grudge against her yeah. like she makes a lot of enemies this I, yes. I was wondering how many people in that town were witches versus how many were not I because was it seems too. like everybody was a witch and everybody nobody said anything about it ever well because like, I'm like Truman showy, right? Because she's yeah. being, this whole world's being created basically for her. That's the thing. It's very like you're a wizard, Harry, but it's a girl. <laughs> and she's well, a witch. Because that brings me to like, I don't understand the rules of like using magic because I mean, if I were a witch and you could just use your magic all the time, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to make myself a new outfit real quick and like divine it out of whatever. I'm just going to bewitch it into right. the world. But I'm gonna get me that that magic broom <laughs> yeah, to yeah. do all the do floor mopping, and nothing ever me. went wrong with that. But they sure. seem to not always use them, and I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they just have a better work. Well, and ethic. her friends had to pretend not to you to not. <laughs> they had to actually not use any of that around her for ten years. I know. I'd be like, she um, has. I'm not gonna be friends, friends with her anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're all witches, and she's not supposedly, and so they have to like not just like they can transport wherever they want and they have to just not do that. They just be like, well, I'm leaving and walk out the front door <laughs> and I guess walk home or something like none of them had cars as far as we could tell. They love her so they much. They love her they so that much her. that they're nobody like does any, I guess it's sort of explained a way that witches can like cloud anybody else's vision and make them see what they want to see. And I think that's how they covered that all up. Yeah. Good old glamour. Yeah. yeah. What I want to know I, uh, to going along with the the rules, like how does this all? How does the flying? Work? I don't know. Like, there's definitely um, apparating to use Harry Potter technology, yeah. where you vanish in one spot and appear in another. But then there is literal flying, and there's no broomsticks. No. And so I can't like. Are they just like floating along like Mary Poppins or she describes it as flying, but it sounds more like transporting like Star Trek. I know. Does she have her arms out? Is it supermanning? And how over the past 10 years, to your point, Meredith, 
has she not seen the sky littered right. with people <laughs> flying around? Or her friends just, dis- or just anyone in town disappearing at random and reappearing somewhere else. She doesn't see that ever, which is I, kind of unbelievable. I also have a question about, um, okay, so Carol, I guess, is like kind of the big bad or eventually. Yeah, Carol Simon. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, she, whatever. I guess that's on for like the next book. Because I was waiting. It's like not to not to like invoke Harry Potter again, but to invoke Harry Potter again. And in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, there there are bad guys on two fronts. Like he's fighting Voldemort yes. and like the pure evil. Yes. But then he's also fighting the bureaucrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who yeah. refuse to accept the reality of the situation. Yeah. And are are maybe not like they are not servants of the Dark Lord, but what they're doing in effect, serves his purposes. Yes, yeah. And so I don't know, like, we're not sure if if Carol is is deliberately doing these things because she's a bad person or because she's just a petty bitch. Yeah. Well, so they're like, she is the most powerful witch that has ever existed in, like, the history of the world. But she doesn't seem that powerful. Like, there's times where... Emerson is talking to her and she's like, I don't think she can see- tell that I have my memories back. And I'm like, but I feel like she should be able Wouldn't to tell she be that. able to <laughs> if she was the most powerful witch in the world. Yeah. She does not really like ever foil Emerson's grand schemes. Well, she and her son just seem like a bunch of losers. I mean, I guess well, he's, it's, a, <laughs> he's a weasel. It's funny because so her son is a literal weasel. He's the mayor of the town and very on the nose yeah <laughs> he and emerson have been dueling since they were in high school because like emerson i don't know rejected him or something at some point and so she thinks that's why he has had it out for her this whole time but like he's also carol's son carol the most powerful witch and at some point like carol's the one who put the spell she calls it what spelled them right like yeah that's what happens that's what the 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 coven does when you fail this test and you can't be an open witch anymore and so you're spell dim and so basically your memories are wiped and you don't uh have any memory of being a witch you don't have any memory of spells etc blah 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 at some point emerson turns carol's son into a literal uh what did we just say what weasel weasel a weasel and carol's just like eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay whatever like she doesn't care at all she doesn't do anything to try to change it she like if she's the most powerful witch in the world she could change her son back in one second and she doesn't do it he's a weasel in the enemy's house for the rest of the book and yeah this was a plot line that got dropped i just really don't like like to see i was that was set up the book would make you think that this is going to be the book yes yeah exactly like that i thought that was going to be the big battle and it turned out to be absolutely nothing yeah which yeah. is so weird. I have to laugh because this character's name is Skip Simon. And I went to school with a Skip Snowden. <laughs> and so Snowden. this whole time, I just, I couldn't picture anybody else <laughs> other than Skip Snowden. I can't role. imagine a Who human is... being named Skip as like a uh, given well, name. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was his given name or not. He was a year ahead of me in school, mm. but we were in choir together and stuff. He was one of those guys who was actually like on the basketball. He was captain of the basketball team, but he was he was super popular, but he was also really nice and also smart. He was one of those Ugh. like golden jocks, yeah. kind of like an Gross. actually nice person yeah. inhabiting a popular body. 
Um, and also he was, you know, he played basketball, so he was very tall, yes. <laughs> very pleasant faced and nothing like this particular that skip. sounds kind of nice. Yeah. But I haven't thought so much about Skip Snowden in <laughs> five years. Um, yeah, it. we're talking really negatively about this. It wasn't like a bad read. Like, it was like, oh, that was sort of like light and fun. No. You know, it was sort it of. It didn't oh, offend no, 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 no. me. No. I enjoyed it. Wasn't it like, um, but it's more coho book. No. It's more fun to to talk shit about a book than no, and to poke holes in it than yes. it is to just praise it. So I will say that like I went in with pretty low expectations given our book club situation, <laughs> um, and I wasn't disappointed. Like I I thought it was a fun like you know it's a fun uh situation somebody finds out that they have magic that they didn't know about you know that's always kind of a fun thing like i said yes. it's you're a wizard harry but it's a witch you're the one um yeah yeah you're like you're special and you didn't know it it's yep. it's kind of a fun adventure and so the magical world like i think that whole world has a lot of potential it's a it's kind of a fun universe to explore and Full disclosure, there's a second book, and I downloaded it because I have Audible credits coming out of my ears that I need to spend before they expire. So I just listened to the second one, and it's um, it's the it's the battle that you wish happened in the first book, oh. but it focuses on her sister. Oh yeah, yeah. So so she is the antagonist <laughs> or the full protagonist. Disclosure. I yeah, I also downloaded the second <laughs> book, and I don't have Audible credits to burn, but I was just like, ah, what the hell? And I, I think I'm like 25% of the way through, but uh, I actually like Rebecca, the sister, a lot Me more than I like too. Emerson, like right off the bat. I'm so glad that they that we're focusing on a different sister, because Emerson like, is a is... kind of unlikable person. <laughs> She's definitely the She's hot the sister, pill. so... Um, yeah. The, the sister. I, <laughs> yeah. I found a review of Little Time Big Magic that I feel like sums up my thoughts on Emerson. And it's it's from someone named Lucy. So I don't know who, but this review just says, you either die a girl boss or live long enough to become the most insufferable <laughs> antagonist I've ever read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I would I would take a plot with the sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, if you have a lot of time and money uh, to burn, just read the second one. <laughs> Apparently, there's going to be a third as well. So of, of course. course, no, because, a fourth. There's oh, a fourth. Yeah. Oh my god! Because they have to um, fulfill they have their to contract. Sort out Xander and um, oh right. Um, oh yeah, Elwin. Elwin. They yeah. have to sort out that relationship. I was very confused because... about that. So there's Emerson, there's Elwin, and then there's Georgie. Elspeth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like all the, these three E names that I got, I, I was very mm-hmm. confused about some of the time. Like Elspeth is Emerson's mom, and uh, the other one is Emerson's friend. Yeah, right. How, how do you yep. spell El? Because it's funny when you are listening to something and it's like I can't picture. How do you spell Elwin? Is it like Bronwyn? Uh, yeah, it's E L L O W Y N. Okay. okay. All right. And then uh, St. Cyprian, just... I had to look up, too. I was like, what yeah. are they saying? Book three comes out in August of this year. Oh, and shit. on Hazel Beck's website, underneath that picture of the cover and the date, it just says in parentheses, book four, 2025. Oh, shit. So, 
God, cranking them out. A commitment. It's <laughs> mostly like printing a money. Four part, a four book series publishing with Graydon House. So they've got a four book contract. So I feel like the second book, like rap, like I don't know what else we need. <laughs> like I feel like we're fine. <laughs> it's like when they okay. did Return of the Jedi, they were like, we need to sell uh, toys to kids. So yes, let's get this out here. Yes. Um. No, it was sort of. Like I said, in the very beginning, I was like, I don't know what's going on. What's happening? What are these animals? Like, what's happening? These things that are trying to kill her. And then it was like, okay, all right. But yeah, I was very confused by the rules and, you know, the, like, why do they live there? (laughs) Like, is there a witchy realm in which they could be their true selves all the time? Like, Salem? I guess. Or just like some other universe. You have magic to, that you could take anywhere in the world and you choose to live in rural Missouri. <laughs> yeah, you can you can literally teleport to Spain if you want to. And you're like, nah, I'll stay in the Midwest. <laughs> well, I mean, to give the book its fair due, the town is at the confluence yes. of two rivers plus the third ma- river of magic yes. or something. So sure. it's it's a place that has some power and yeah. some significance. It's like, so. By that definition, they could live in Pittsburgh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and there are apparently rules where like some magic can happen on these bricks and some magic can't. I don't really get yeah, what's going was... on, but she kept going on and on about how this happened all on the bricks. How could that be? So, like, there's something about the town that's kind of magical, I guess. Protection. Yeah. No no bad stuff yeah. can happen on the bricks. Yeah. Don't we all feel like that about our hometowns a little bit, though? Like, they're kind of shitty, but there's something a little magical. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I've ever thought about it that way, but sure. <laughs> that's how I feel about Webster. <laughs> well, you just, I mean, that's like. Kind of shitty, but a little magical. I don't know. So much bad shit happened there that I'm like, eh. Well, it's fine. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> Dave always talks about Norwood, Massachusetts, where he was born. He's like, it was this great place. I'm like, I think that maybe you're sort of like painting this rosy picture in your head of the you know center square of Norwood, Massachusetts. But you well, know, it's like when you go it. on vacation, you're like, I could totally live here. Yeah, yeah because you're not at work. You're not. Yeah, you're not going to the right. grocery store. To... Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will say this about Norwood, here. Massachusetts. Now that my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law and his wife all live there together. Um, there's a cute little village with like one of everything in it. And every I time I drive through it, I do think to myself, eh, it's pretty convenient. Yeah, he loves it. He, that's where he'd want to leave. Like I rode my bike here. There was a movie theater here. It's like old timey yeah. man. There's about- a movie theater in a lot of places. <laughs> know, Dave. Yeah, you can, you ride, can ride, ride your bike, bike in a lot of places. Uh, uh, anyway. Well, you know, it was an enjoyable. It, was, it joined me on my commute many a day. And I was like, I'm having yeah. a good time with yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, enjoyed even it. though we've. You, yeah, we've just talked shit about this for half an hour, yeah. and I thought it was somewhat simplistic. Yes. Um, and again, a protagonist I wanted to strangle yes. yep. a lot of the time. Yeah. Yep. But like, I was kind of into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like oh, Jacob I as a romantic interest. He wasn't totally disgusting no. the way that a lot of the romantic heroes are. No, he like, seems fine. pretty sweet. Um, the friends are nice. The friends yes. are nice. I, I cannot believe their commitment to keeping her secret. <laughs> like, I just, I find that really hard to believe, but kudos for to them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. For being real ones on that front. I really would like to snap my fingers and go somewhere. Like that makes me like when I was driving to Dallas, I'm like, I just wish I could teleport there. Like I wish I could just (laughs) blink my way there. And I like, yes, I just, I couldn't, I don't even need a car. Just like shuttle me on over there. I don't care. Yeah, the appeal of magic is really fun. I mean, they had some fun applications. She was just like, I'm going to poof some breakfast into existence. And she would just like snap her fingers and there would be like eggs and stuff. And that's really fun. And that whole whole part of it was was delightful. The the magic stuff that they could do. That is also... That part of it was very Gilmorean because she's like, I ate this huge breakfast, but I can always take a donut. And that was very Lorelai Gilmore. She was like, I am a size two, but I'm going to order everything on the menu and we're going to finish yeah. it. I'm like, okay, girl, whatever. No problem. You know what I did like, though? Um, because it was really told in first person and almost every rom-com or romantic book that I read, romance novel that I read, they always describe the woman in some way. And they don't mm-hmm. really describe Emerson like I, that. I remember there's there's nothing oh, that's like true. They, yeah. We they, don't get a physical description. No. her skin is not like alabaster. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. she's white, but like, I mean, you, they describe Jacob as being Clearly. you know big and I think good looking or whatever because she's very attracted to him. But they don't really describe her, which I kind of liked. You know, it, it didn't seem like oh she's like the hot chick in town, uh, the the bossy girl boss hot chick. <laughs> well, why would they describe her physical in yeah. such a feminist uh, <laughs> yeah, true. anthem as this? True. Very true. The no. sisterhood is for support, Hillary. <laughs> Sorry. It's something that stuck out at me and I cannot get out of my brain and it irritates me still oh to this day. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh! Even even Jacob at the end is like, "Shut up!" Like, not even <laughs> yeah. in like a not in a condescending way, but just like, like you don't have to do this. Okay, we get it. <laughs> you made your point. Note that everything got a little better when that man swept her off her feet. So <laughs> true. Hmm, true. Telling. Oh, well. Well, we've come to the part of the, the book club where we have to rate the book. Yes. Oh yeah. What are what are our Units, hmm. um, uh, festivals, <laughs> <laughs> cherry blossoms. What was wait? What was it? Um. Oh my god! I know not the cherry trees. Um. Uh, crystals. Yeah, and I was gonna say brooms, but they don't use brooms. No, they um, don't. No. Her roommate inexplicably was basically a witch as described before she finds out she's a witch. Like, obviously she was a witch. So yeah, how she many... was like, had a lot of crystals and Emerson is the owner of a bookstore. How many unsurprising revelations do you give this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. uh, how many Chamber of Commerce memberships do you give this? <laughs> Familiars. <laughs> I think a solid yeah. three out of five. Um, I'd go two and a half. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think I would go with three. I think three it feels right. I was entertained, but I'm not going to really think about it again. <laughs> I read less of, I won't say this kind of book, but just in general, less fiction. Like, like if not for this book club, I would never read anything like this ever. So, Oh, no, me neither. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go on the two and a half side. <laughs> maybe maybe we're running into the same problem here that I felt like 
she had in the book is like there's no scale. Yeah. Like we don't see what happens to other people who are we don't have any other spell dim characters or anything. So we can't see the difference between them and her that makes her so like awesome and strong and stuff. So maybe we can't be rating these in a vacuum. Maybe we have to have a scale (laughs) with the other books that we've read. So if you were going to compare your enjoyment of reading this book to the enjoyment you had of reading Sahara. Oh my God. Oh my God. I think I did listen to that. I think I did listen to that on like two times because I was like, I just need to get through this. Like, I just this, need to get through this. This might be the most enjoyable yes. reading yeah. slash listening experience that I think we've had so far. Yeah, it was fun. It was just so yeah. easy. Yeah. Whereas, like, whatever, Verity. Uh, Verity is, like, me watching. Oh, my God. That book made me want to die. It, it, but Verity <laughs> is, like, me watching Saltburn, where I was like, this is the dumbest shit I have ever seen. But I'm totally entertained because this is so fucking stupid. Um, that was how I sort of felt about it. Like, I was entertained, but I was like, that was so dumb. This was, like, whipped cream. You know, it was like, oh, that was, like, light, nice. And, you know, I, there were some serious parts, but it was sort of, like, it was nice. Like, they're nice people. And, you know, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, there was no sense of like actual stakes. No. It didn't. Nope. Well, because I didn't I mean, understand I, the all... stakes. So I was like, there are no stakes. <laughs> <laughs> for all of Emerson's girl power, feminista energy, <laughs> the, uh, this book didn't make any kind of interesting commentary on anything. It was just straight up fluff story. Yep. 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 And I am fine with that. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a nicer, what is what, in Buffy? It's like Hellmouth or whatever. Is that what yep. it is? It's like uh-huh. a more pleasant Hellmouth. <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah, that might yeah, be the show title. Power, a more pleasant Hellmouth. Uh, I also had Dance Like Everyone Is Watching. <laughs> <laughs> Just Good a show. suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh, so do we have a question of the week? Oh goodness. Um what as a witch like what would your pat or your your preferred oh, power be? Yeah. I like that. What's your favorite what's your favorite, what's your favorite what's, witchy what's power? What's your witchy power? Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm going to write that down so that we don't forget it by Tuesday. <laughs> I like it. What would be your witchy power? We have to ask this in the hypothetical, of course. Yeah. Yeah. What is slash would be? <laughs> yeah, well, that would be if revealing. You're a witch, you can't tell us, nope. or else something bad will happen. Carol, Carol, <laughs> will know. You, she'll know. Are you a cop? You have to tell me. Yeah, otherwise it's entrapment. <laughs> I would love to talk about which, <laughs> which um, part in the coven we would take, oh. but I don't think I understand them well enough. I don't even know what a confluence warrior them. is. <laughs> I'm going to get the warrior part. The confluence sure. is an extra special thing. The I don't want to be a coming healer. together, but what does that mean? A healer, that seems, a healer seems like a raw deal. Yeah. I do love a heist team, so that it is very much like that. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. hmm. We need a diviner, we need a seer, we need a guardian. Healer, warrior, historian. Puff, puff, puff. Oh, shit, there's one more. <laughs> There's one more. What what was Nicholas Frost? A oh, preceptor. Oh, yeah. oh my God. How did I remember that shit? <laughs> and Nicholas, when they were talking about Nicholas Frost, the only thing I can imagine, I don't know why. I, I mean, I watched it over Christmas, but I can only imagine 
the neighbor in Home Alone. Like that was who was in my head the whole time. <laughs> just like old. Kinda. It's so funny because, well, I feel like I'm not, I don't need to worry about spoiling too much but like the second book revolves around the sister and she is in love with nicholas frost oh um yeah he's definitely not old the guy. old neighbor from <laughs> no but but nick frost is the 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 he was in Shaun of the dead he's like the sidekick yeah that's Simon who Pegg's i was friend. i cannot think of anybody else but him so that's who i was picturing it was nick frost the whole time the guy from Shaun of the dead that's funny <laughs> he is not as this like in the book, he's an immortal sex symbol, uh, like God of a man. And that's just not how I picture Nick Frost. It was tough. Yeah, speaking of someone you can't get like a physical bead on right. at all. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's just mysterious. Yeah. He's hot. Okay, believe him. Yep. Yeah, we had a 40-minute discussion on this book, and we did not bring up this character <laughs> until the very, very, very well, end. He, again, I was like, who what like who is he yeah he, he does like play a big role in the first book he plays a really big role in the second book he's like a begrudging member of the coven he's like oh, well it's fine. very unclear like he he's isolated he doesn't talk to anybody he doesn't involve himself with anybody but in the second book he just like jumps right in he's yeah. like sure i'll help you children all right <laughs> i might have to read strange. this yeah he's like millennia old yeah <laughs> But wait, also, do the people, I mean, I guess they die, but do the normal people of St. Cyprian, like, notice that people are living a long time? Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. I think it's only him, because the the, the scuttlebutt is that he did something very bad in order to earn immortality. Spoiler, like, I think we never the, find out what that is. Oh. Yeah, regular witches just age n- normally. But but also she talks about how her grandmother died early at 100 and something and she should have oh. at 130 um is is what they say. And so like yes, you're right though that the witches do live a lot longer than most. So it seems a little odd that like the non-witch people wouldn't notice this. Yeah, but there are definitely non-witch people in the town. Yeah. 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 That I mean, supposedly, I don't know who they are. Nobody does, because all we ever hear about are the witches. So I don't know. I don't know what these people think. I think we're just a lot of questions about this. Yeah, I think we're just supposed to believe that the witch glamour covers all that stuff up. Yeah, but how can you cover up somebody living 130 years? We're just gonna have to read the quadrilogy. I guess so. All there is for it. Uh, Well, it's fine regardless. I'm gonna. Yeah, yep. I do have three audible credits, so away they go. I did not begrudge the time I spent on no. this book the no. way I begrudged the time <laughs> I spent on Sahara. No, oh God. My God. <laughs> no, no, no. A million times better. So thank you, Carolyn. Even though we talk shit, thank you. Yes. A good suggestion. Yeah, we yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, all right, should we move to Tishi recommends? I think so. Please do. I'd like to know more about this. Uh, this uh, I've been circling this particular property you're going to talk about. I um, Well, when I was in Dallas, my mom and I wanted to watch a movie. Um, and this movie just started streaming. Now it's on Amazon. And I think it's like $5.99. So whatever. But I think there are myriad ways that you could watch it. Um, and it, the movie is Anatomy of a Fall. Um it's been nominated for a bunch of Oscars and I, you know, I love a murder mystery. So I was like, yes, please. Um, it is French. However, everybody's like, Ooh, is it French? 
two things. One, I almost always have subtitles on regardless, even if something's in English at this point. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really care that much. And I don't really mind subtitles. I just have to be, in this case, I have to be good about not two screening because you are going to miss some stuff. I will say um, the star of it, Sandra Hula, um, is German. And in the movie, she's married, she lives in France and she's married to a French person, but their only like common language is English. So there is a lot of English in it. I would say it's 50, 50, 50 English and French. Um, so it's, you know, it's not like, Oh God, I have to deal with this other language. It's fascinating. Um, I, it's uh, about, this is not a spoiler. It's, uh, about, a man dying, her husband is dying and she's accused of the murder and kind of like how you interpret it and all the court case, which the French court system seems really wild. I don't know how accurate it is. It seems crazy because it's not like, okay, there's somebody up on the, you know, being questioned and then everybody else is silent. It's like, you can kind of like talk and ask like, the defendant questions and the witness questions. It's wild. Anyway, um, I really enjoyed it. I want people to watch it because I think that I was listening to a podcast discussing it. And, and this is not to say all men, but the men had very different opinions about certain parts of it that I was like, Oh, I had a completely different opinion. It just is like, there was an argument that I was like, Oh, I can totally see her side. I mean, I can see a side too, but I can see where she's coming from. Anyway, I thought it was really fascinating. It was, it was kind of almost more of a study uh, anatomy of a marriage than it's an anatomy of a fall. I mean, it's that as well, but I thought it was really well done. And Sandra Huller is an amazing actress. I had, I had heard of her before, but I had never really seen her in anything. And she's also in the zone of interest, which I also want to watch. Um, and she's her, like, she just has this face that's really fascinating to watch. It's like, um, I don't know. It's just very European. I can't really explain why, but it just, she's, she's just a really good actress. Like it's very naturalistic, but not in a, um, Oh, she's like, you know, Marlon Brando. She's like, it, she just seems like this is who she is. Um, so yeah, I thought it was fascinating. I thought it was, it's a little bit long. It's two and a half hours, but I feel like every fucking movie is three hours long. So it was like, eh, whatever. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a really, really cool movie. And I don't, I'm sure it'll win something. I don't think she's going to win Best Actress or anything. And I don't think it'll win Best Picture, but I definitely think it's worth your time. And I've been thinking about it a lot uh, since I watched it, which does not happen all that often. So, yeah, Anatomy of a Fall. And Anatomy Dune Shoot. Yes. And, um, and while it was, you know, whatever, it was, uh, this has been talked about ad nauseum. You know, Greta Gerwig not being nominated for Best Director. I'm not going to litigate that. But Justine Trier, who directed it, was nominated. So there was a woman that was nominated. Um, and she's, it's a beautifully shot film. And it takes place in the Alps. And it is, like, stunningly beautiful. And, and I know you've been to the Alps. Um, I, I've, never, I've never been to that part of France or Switzerland or Italy or anything. And it is, like, stunningly beautiful. Like, it, and it's very, yeah. like, remote and sort of scary almost. But, like, just, like, these mountains are wild. Like, it's just crazy to look at them. So, I, I for scenery alone, it was worth it. It's on Plex. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. I think that means it's time to get involved. Um, our website... <laughs> Rave shape. Let me start over. Um, our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. Uh, please join our Facebook group. That's where you can answer our question of the week. 
Um, you can email us at tshishow at gmail.com. You can send us a voice memo by recording it on your phone and emailing it to tshishow at gmail.com. We love to hear your voices, and we haven't heard them in a while, so come on, guys. True. Send us some voice memos. Come on. Um, our Yeah, our AOL keyword is and always will be tshishow. We're never getting rid of that, no matter what AOL does. Um, (laughs) Thank you for joining us. And that was definitely not everything about uh, small town big magic. I don't know. I think it kind of might be everything. (laughs) (laughs) If you ain't got two kids.